The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. We are rolling. Ooh, I see the recording. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio show about consumer technology, pop culture, more pop culture, movies, stuff we hate, and anything else we feel like talking about. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a a pop culture moment. We have uh, some fairly recent technical news headlines, and uh, I have a uh, hopefully helpful hint about how you may want to proceed back to the office more safely if you indeed have to go back to the office here, even though the pandemic is so not over. So not over. What is this, year five? I've lost track. Um, and I guess we should, we should say who we are. Did we say who we are? Yeah, I think we did. I okay. think we did. And if they don't know, you know, yeah, let they them look it up. Look now. at the show notes. Yeah, yeah. It'll tell you in the show notes, folks. Yeah, we're the mystery voices. It's a secret. Playing the role of El Kaiser today. Yes. You know, equity understudy. I know we haven't done this. Well, we did one a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. We're slowly getting back into, you know, back on the bicycle. And we got piping fresh news. But I must complain about one thing. Uh oh. Are you familiar with the internet? Uh, it's that, that those tubes, right? The, yes, the, those you, tubes. You, you get the yeah, letters in. Yeah. yeah you, well, I, I made the mistake of clicking. It's clickbait, clearly. I'm having a home improvement issue. So I'm like looking at this thing and it says, whatever, try this to, to, to fix your problem. Uh-huh. So I click the article. And then, of course, you have to click through 27 different pages because they clearly just want the clicks. Yeah, and there's whatever. videos, probably right? six videos, there's videos there's ads and all that stuff. It never once told me what I wanted to know. Ooh, that's just evil. Really chaps my uh, bunions. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that means, but I just made it up on the spot. Yes, yes, we're using a family safe term. Yes, exactly. But you know what? That's really annoying. Don't do that internet. Yeah, it's you, you all know, about- if you do stuff like that, you might not last. People will get upset. Well, I've noticed, too, like especially a lot of the more sensational headlines about stuff that, that you don't really want to admit that you want to know, like Hollywood secrets or whatever. But, yeah, but you're yeah, going to yeah, read yeah. it. They will start the story and it, they do the reverse of what you're supposed to do in journalism where there's just like graph after graph of fluff. And the, the graph that has the actual information is so far down because they have led you through this. The nut graph? Yes, the nut graph. They have led you through this tunnel of about 15 different ads and things popping out at you. And and it's all just to keep you scrolling so they can get money from their advertisers. And maybe you're not even looking at this stuff. You're just getting more and more annoyed that you have to keep scrolling to find out the salient bit of Hollywood gossip that you clicked on this thing in the first place. But but people are writing differently. We, now, we yeah, of course that. not. No, uh, but no, people are, are writing stories differently in order to, I guess, keep the audience engagement and keep you trapped in this page so they can flash things at you. And maybe eventually you get to find out the thing that you clicked on in the first place maybe. To, to find out. Clearly, I didn't. I almost clicked on one that said the new Lord of the Rings series will be the most expensive television series in history. And that got your attention. It got my attention, but I didn't click it. I was very proud of myself. Very proud. Yeah, it's it's uh, the, the, they're trying to do things, you know, to to keep us on here. But you know, people people ain't got time for that. And my go to move, <laughs> and it doesn't work on every page, is just hit the reader view icon if you're in Safari yeah. or Firefox yep. or a yep. a browser that will strip all of that garbage out, so you can just get nice clean text to read, and you find out the thing you wanted to go, and then you move on to the next story. See, look at that, a triple H right at the top. And if you don't know what a triple H is, hopefully helpful hints right at the top. 
You see that? We aim to please. We're trying to get back in the we swing do of things here. So. But I got another rant. Just a very really short one. Is it a TV or a movie thing? It is a TV rant. Netflix specifically. I guess that's considered TV. I don't know what to call it now. Streamers? Yeah, I guess a streamer. What, what, what did Netflix do to you? Jupiter's Legacy. It foisted okay. that on an unsuspected public. Don't watch uh-huh. it. That's all I'm saying. Just don't watch Jupiter's Legacy. So you're, so you're not going to tell anybody about it? Just don't watch it? I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Read the comic book if you have to. I, again, I thought the comic book was derivative. It's Mark Millar, famous comic book writer. He sold his entire Miller world to Netflix and now had tried to create this Jupiter's Legacy universe, compete against Star Wars and Marvel. I mean, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. So does the whole thing just read as like a, a cash grab, maybe? No, it's just they did a really bad job. I spoke about this last episode. If you're going to do something like that nowadays, you have to pony up the Disney money to compete. Mm-hmm. And they good. did not, yeah, they did not pony up the Disney money. It looked cheap. The storyline was convoluted. And, you know, the comic book itself was derivative. It's basically a, a what if about the Justice League, you know, like they, they even have a Justice Hall that looks just like, you know, the, the cartoon. The one on Super Friends? Yes, the one on Super Friends, exactly. It's just bad. It's just bad. Just avoid right, it. So you're doing a public service here. You're warning I am people doing a public to, service. to fall into this. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, yes, just yes. don't. Avoid. Anyway, do we have news? We do. And and some some fairly, you know, it's like we've opened a fresh bag of news Doritos here and they still have a snap mm, in the crunch of, of yes. recent uh, happenings. So, uh, so let's uh, roll on into it because uh, um, hell hasn't frozen over, but it's had a bit of a chill. Now, last Uh-oh. week, Apple budged just a tiny bit, teeny tiny bit, and relaxed its rules for developers selling their wares in the App Store. Uh, Now, this change is in response to uh, at least one class action lawsuit over App Store practices and gives uh, app developers the ability to tell customers where else they can buy the digital goods outside of their iOS app. So before Apple, like, wouldn't even give people alternative places to to shop for these apps. They had to go through the App Store, have the 30% cut, all of this. Now, app developers can at least say, hey, you know, you can get it from here. The agreement also expands price points developers can offer for subscription apps, the price points for in-app purchases and paid apps so that they can, I guess, make more money or less, as the case may be. And uh, qualifying app creators could also get funding to assist in their app development. There's sort of like a little grant program here. But a lot of people who were looking at this like, well, that's not very much if Apple's just letting them do that. Of course, Apple has this big press release about how, how beautiful and flexible this is. But they did budge just a little bit, though. So, so maybe the ironclad grip is is getting pried off a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but uh, but as many as industry watchers who did find that those app store changes to be minimal and and not at all transforming, uh, the country of South Korea is uh, going after both Apple and Google because of this app store dominance, uh, so called antitrust uh, thing going on here. That country's parliament has now passed a bill that lets developers use alternate payment platforms and not have to get their cash from the app stores, taking that aforementioned 30% cut. So we, we have alternate ways uh, to pay for your apps uh, if you happen to be uh, using the South Korean app stores there. The uh, legislation will become law once it is signed by the president of South Korea, but I believe he is from a political party who is very much in favor of, of busting up these big app store monopolies, duopolies, uh, whichever opolies you want to call them. So they're thinking that, that since it made it through the legislative process, then then this 
bill could become a law. And in South Korea, the customers there will have other ways that they can can find and pay for their apps. So Apple didn't immediately respond to the new law, but a Google spokesperson, I think, told CNBC that the 30% service fee helps keep Android free, giving developers the tools and global platform to access billions of consumers around the world, end quote. Apple will probably have a comment at some point. Something's happening here. Things could be uh, looking up. For uh, developers, anyway. For I mean, developers, not, not so right. much for the, the duopolies. And I believe there are a few more lawsuits in the works over this. And, of course, uh, we shan't forget the Epic Games case as well. We shan't. We shan't. Yes, we shan't. Apple, of course, uh, is gearing up for a new iPhone Happy Month, or as everyone else calls it, September. While last year's iPhone 12 sported those zippy 5G connections, which you could actually find a 5G network that was legit. <laughs> this right. year's, yes, you know, it's like it says 5G. But this year's iPhone is rumored to have low Earth orbit satellite communication modes possibly put into the system. So, you know, the LEO, you know, everything's like low Earth orbit satellites. Um, so, uh, no, it doesn't mean you can control Sky hardware uh, with a new iPhone, but you could send messages and make phone calls even if you're not within a uh, standard cell tower coverage of, of a 4G or 5G network, which could wow. be handy, to say the least, if could you're out somewhere where there is no cell coverage whatsoever, but you got a satellite overhead, you could still be in communications with people. But again, as you know, nothing is confirmed until Apple officially releases the phones and they, they, ha- they haven't done their big hoo-ha phone unveiling yet. I don't think there's even been a date announced, but usually it's Around the second week of September, but again, you know, there's a back to school and, and Jewish holidays and things, and so sometimes they move it a little bit later in the month, a little bit earlier. All depends on when they, they think they can get the most attention. I am so not interested in these Apple events anymore. Yeah, they, I mean, the people used to, like, mark their calendars, and now it's like, uh-huh. eh, whatevs. Yeah, another one. Yeah. so Another one. Yeah, well, but I think they just, to your point that you've made before, they stopped having the wow factor where, yeah, yeah, purple phone is not really going to make me drop everything and and go wait in line in the store. And I think you just, you know, for a while it was like this hot fresh and tech was on this really high wave. And and back 2008, 2009, when Android phones and iPhones were first starting to do major battle and you were seeing these really big leaps in the hardware, then it was kind of fun. And and plus, we just hadn't been bludgeoned with two or three big product showcases a year. Right. You know what? I always felt bad for that one doofus who was first online for any of these things. And then he or she was forced to scream and be happy in front of the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. When they come out with their bag and yeah. For all the networks. Like, okay, show how happy you are. Mm -hmm. Yay. Which for some people, this was probably legitimately the the happiest day of of their year. Uh, And that just makes me even more sad. Yeah. And a lot of times it was like the iFixit guys or somebody who was trying to get in there just to get something that they could smash apart and and take pictures of. So, (laughs) All right. Well, that's fair enough. If it was the iFixit guys, then okay. Yeah. More more power to them. But the, uh, yeah, the the whole, you know, and I had done it for many years just because I had to get product for for books I was writing and, and Apple would not give early models. So, but yeah, after you stand in front of an Apple store in inclement weather for multiple hours, uh, more than once or twice, you know, the, the thrill is gone. Just like thrill is definitely gone. to me or I'm going to skip this year. Or I don't care. So. Yeah. Thrill is gone. Yeah. But, but also uh, in, in Apple news, and, and this could be uh, something for the music fans, the company has acquired the Dutch classical music streaming service Primephonic. So current Primephonic subscribers 
will be offered a six-month free trial of Apple Music and have the ability to port their classical playlists over to Apple Music should they want to join that ecosystem. But it's a, sort of a big move. I don't know if Apple, I think they had said something that they may be building a whole classical music app, but this uh, Prime Phonic had, had quite a following and Apple sees things and, and buys them uh, when, when things have a potential like that. So could be something for the, the symphony fans there. So, and, and I will certainly take a look at it. I, I do like me some classical music. Excellent. Yes. So um, uh, moving on, a support for Android apps uh, were supposed to be a key feature of the upcoming Windows 11 update. But Microsoft has now said that the new version of Windows won't quite include that support. But they they did say that Windows 11 is officially coming on October the 5th, so not that far away. But again, you know, with the big features, they got to do the testing. And I guess they didn't think it was ready for the shipping copy. So it'll be along eventually. People are saying, you know, probably 2022 because Microsoft's got to get new PCs. They're rolling out Windows 11 to them. And so they got to put it all in the ones that people are going to buy in the stores. And then existing devices who want the upgrade will will then get it the following weeks. And so Windows 11 will go there. And then uh, I think Microsoft is planning to have all eligible Windows 10 PCs get the free upgrade to Windows 11 by mid-2022. But because there are so many machine configurations, I guess it'll take a while to, to roll that out. So maybe the Android support will be here next year. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not even sure if my only Windows laptop will actually accept Windows 11. You can probably do that when the time comes, the PC checkup thing where you, you download the little software and it looks at all your machines. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you can run it or it's like, give it up, go buy a new computer. Hey, I, I need no excuse to buy a yes, new yes. <laughs> So, all right, you want me to buy a new one? Okay. Yes, yeah. Microsoft says I got to get a new one to run the latest hey, operating oh, system. I don't argue with Microsoft. They mm. put a chip in my head. There you go. Or was it Bill Gates? I don't know. Was it Microsoft or Bill Gates that was going to put the chip in my head? I can't, I can't keep track of it. Yeah, things, yeah, maybe the chip is telling you to forget about it, too. So. Yes. You see? Uh-huh. You see? Wow. It's an endless wow. plot. You just blew a whole bunch of people's minds there, Jake. Yes. Sorry, people. <laughs> Sorry, peoples. But uh, we'll, we'll moving on. Uh, now, as one might expect after more than a year of virtual meetings and work from home world, uh, Zoom beat its quarterly uh, Q2 earnings forecast this week. I guess they had reported a revenue of around $1.02 billion when they were only expected to make $990 million. And their earnings per share were $1.36 versus the expected $1.16. So very, very big quarter for Zoom. There's still a lot of people working from home, even though schools and and things are starting to come back. But that also is impacting them as well, because despite all that good news about their their Q2 results, uh, their stock price fell because the company's growth has stalled as people return to the aforementioned schools and offices. Of course. Uh, Even though the pandemic is not over, some places are still keeping workers home indefinitely. Some schools have had to close because of COVID outbreaks. Google has announced that they're not going to want people to come back to the physical office till January 10th now. I guess maybe that'll help Zoom a little bit. But because people are detaching from Zoom and going back into real offices and workplace to some degree, I guess the the investors were thinking, well, you know, is that the end of your growth? Because now everyone's going back. But Well, I can tell you right now, as soon as I'm able, I'm going to discontinue my Zoom subscription I mean, I don't want to have to spend the money because once everyone I know and I get go- to go back to my studio, I mean, what's the point? Well, not my studio, but to studios. Yeah. Instead of recording from home, I don't need to spend the $15, $20, whatever it is for a monthly Zoom subscription. So 
I would imagine there's a lot of people in the same boat as I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zoom was an app that was the right place, right time. It was able to relatively scale up decently for the demands that were placed upon it. Even with security concerns. Yeah. But once people don't need it and they can go back to eating donuts in a conference room or whatever in person, then right. then all of these apps, I think, that, that saw a boost for the, the telework stuff will drop. And I think there's still – some offices are still going to have hybrid, remote, and in-person schedules for a while. Oh, I don't so it's, it's it, yeah. ne- they're never going to go away entirely. But I think Absolutely. those those heady boom times of everybody in the world working out of their offices, you know, who could, you know, who weren't working in the service industry or essential services, that peak perhaps has passed. Oh, and I'm sure Zoom must be aware of that. They cannot be kidding themselves. The scale was not going to go up or the chart was not going to keep going up. And and then people are, I think, are also looking down the road to the next iteration of what virtual conferencing would be like. I know uh, Facebook, they had that sort of 3D avatar conference room Oculus thing they were trying, oh, which Jesus. I think was flipping people Facebook, out. But, yeah, face, Facebook just has to stop. Yeah. Just, you know, and I'm like, you know, until we get the holodeck where I don't have to put a thing on my head, right, I'm not going to exactly. care. No. Uh-uh. Not so a, few, a few more news items here. It's not the Peace Corps, but it's the Digital Corps. The White House just announced a two-year fellowship that's intended to give early career software engineers, data scientists, and other technologists temporary job placement at federal agencies. So it's just, it's not an internship. It's like a fellowship where you get paid and they give you a job in a government agency, and it's all to help you forward your career a little bit. The Digital Corps uh, was inspired by the nonprofit Coding It Forwards a Civic Digital Fellowship, which I guess has placed more than 300 collegiate technologists at 12 agencies. So if you know somebody who's just starting out in their career or maybe has just made a career switch and is looking for one of those starter gigs, applications for the program open in the fall, and we'll have a link to it on the show page for more information if anybody knows anybody who might be interested in such a thing. Nice. So that's happy. Uh, it's not a happy time for young gamers in China, though. The Chinese government has decreed that online gamers under the age of 18 will only be allowed to play for an hour on Fridays, Saturday, Sunday, and holidays. So basically three hours a week if you do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, unless a holiday pops up. And the gaming time is apparently between 8 and 9 p.m. and no gaming on weeknights. The uh, Chinese government there has expressed a long-running concern about the impact of excessive gaming on the young and uh, is enforcing the move uh, by telling gaming companies to prevent children from playing outside these mandated times. I guess they can cut off the accounts and or you know, just take the game down. So this is pretty harsh. I mean, could you imagine yeah, that happening? I mean, people complain about having to wear a mask and their freedom's here. Oh, but please. if the government tells you you can only game for three hours a week, I think there would be some pushback here. My kid's head would explode. They're very concerned with kids getting pulled into games and not taking things seriously. Earlier rules had limited children's online game playing to 90 minutes per day. So they at least got to do it every day, but it was only for an hour and a half. And they could play for three hours, I guess, a day on holidays. I guess the government thought that that was just way, way too much gaming. And it's also having the game companies use technology like facial recognition to stop kids from logging on with their parents' IDs and that sort of things that kids would do to try to get around this ban. But... I think this is going to make a lot of gamers very sad there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's going to be a little cottage industry and in how to get around it. Oh, yeah. The, all of the sort of, you know, black market underworld, you know, if you want to go in there and play. There will be intrepid types that are going to cash in on this one. Yeah. That's uh, what's happening over there. 
And finally... And finally... Pigeons, or as New Yorkers call them, rats with wings... Oh, yes. ...are disrupting Starlink satellite broadband service in the United Kingdom. Now, a Starlink is another Elon Musk company. It's basically satellite broadband for, for remote places who have no chance of getting wires or you know fiber or uh, cable wires run. But the company uses these small, gray rooftop dishes uh, to snag the signal and uh, bring that broadband into these remote homes... But local pigeons seem to have decided that the satellite dishes look a lot like empty bird baths, and customers have reported internet outages due to, I guess, pigeons sitting in the satellite dishes and perhaps doing other things that pigeons do. But all of this has created some gaps in coverage, shall we say. They think they're pigeon saunas. Yeah, they, they basically, the pigeons flying along, it sees this sort of bird-bathy shaped gray thing that's you know, pulling in a nice broadband satellite internet signal and the pigeon's like, oh, I shall like either have a nap or take a bath. You know, maybe they yeah. don't know that they're, they're not filled with water. So the pigeons are landing in these satellite dishes and boom, there goes your signal. Nice. This is something that the designers probably d- didn't think about or... They didn't anticipate. Yeah, or or pretty soon we're going to, you know, they're going to have to get pigeon spikes like we have here, which the pigeons, I think, just laugh at and, and walk over they anyway. Do. But, uh, they uh, you know, have these, these satellite dishes with vicious iron spikes all over them. I realize I'm going to say this and alienate a lot of animal lovers. Not that I'm wishing ill on pigeons, but I dislike them almost as much as I dislike squirrels. Okay? And these are the two two native creatures of, of New York, right? Well, I guess you got rats too, but the, uh, the- I don't mess with rats. Yeah. Like rats can do whatever they want as long as they leave me alone. I yeah, leave they them can eat alone. the pizza in the subway. You don't care. That's right. You do what you got to do. Rats just leave me out of it. But squirrels and pigeons. So you're more park-based, visible creatures. I'm more creatures, park-based, or... visible creatures. Correct. Yeah. I'm a little more laissez-faire with the rat population. Yeah. Well, the as long rats as I don't just... see them. Yeah. As long as I don't see them. It's fine. Yeah, they can they can do what they want. But uh, well, right. well, the squirrels in New York are. Well, I, I knew you've had experiences, but they they are very aggressive when they want a, a piece of whatever you're eating in the park. And uh-huh. the pigeons will just if they see anything is like somebody drops a bagel and it's like 400 pigeons all of a sudden you know on the ground. Yeah, it's like a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so that's been a quick look at the news here. Uh, for anyone who would like to know more about the stories we talked about in this uh, segment, you can find it all on a little show page we call poptechgame.com. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Some nice sustain there. J.D. Pedro. I mentioned it in the last segment, but I don't think I'm ever going to get back to the studios. I think I'm stuck here. Are you feeling a drift out and work from homeland, an island unto yourself? I'm telling you, I don't even know what day it is. It's, I mean, it's gotten better than the early days when we were both gobsmacked from just what was going on when New York was the epicenter and the newness of the sameness of it all. And I guess, you know, starting routines, you know, daily routines that kind of help you mark the time can help a little bit, but... But like New York City schools, though, they are going back. They they keep saying we're going to do in-person learning. The remote thing was hard for a lot of kids who didn't have the technology. That's true. Even though some schools across the country have been back since early August and have had to shut down because of outbreaks and, and clusters and whatnot. New York is like, no, where the kids are going to go. Many offices in Midtown, I think we talked about this on the last show, are starting to want people to come back to be in the, the expensive, shiny office towers. And so, so I was thinking, well, there's... It's going to happen sooner or later. We're all going to have to go back to the office. The, the pandemic may or may not be over. 
But if you are going back, or maybe you want to go back because you're tired of being home and not knowing what day it is, but you want to go back, but you want to be safe about it, especially because we're having surges and flu seasons right around the corner. So I started to think about, well, how can you remap your morning routine to get to the office, but have it be a little bit safer. But safer in what sense? Uh, Safer that you are socially distancing, that you're not in closed areas with people, that you always know what the latest news is if there is all of a sudden an alert or if your kid's school shuts down or some other school shuts down and it's going to impact you in any way. So it's all about being informed and and being ready and also getting to work safely. It's about having a taser on a six-foot stick. Okay, well, and that too. The taser stick. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think you've got to market an opportunity there. Trademark. Yes. That's a, that's all you have to do, right? If you call trademark, that's it. It's trademark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Trademark. Yeah. PTJ. Don't make me get this taser stick out. <laughs> yeah. So, so, well, until you invent and market the taser stick, uh, here are a few things in the meantime that you could do if you wanted to be slightly safer. Slightly safer. Yeah, so, okay. so, first of all, uh, I would say just stay informed. If you have schools and municipal and state websites that you keep an eye on just to see if, oh, the COVID cases are up 500% today, you know, maybe that's going to impact whether you go into the office that day. So if you um, have all of these sites bookmarked, you can even get to them faster if you make a home screen bookmark on mm, these these municipal smart. websites, uh, which is very easy to do if you just select it. And then there's usually a, a add to home screen from your browser. I will post a link to a, a site a web page that shows you how to do all of this stuff. So home screen bookmarks are great if you have a lot of sites you're going to. Uh, the CDC, uh, which is a fountain of information, has its own app, uh, which they update regularly and will tell you if there are new guidance about things. What kind of mask? How often do you wash your hands? Do we still have to social distance? So CDC's got its own app in addition to their own website. And then a lot of states and uh, local areas have their own apps as well. Some of this uh, is the contact tracing stuff, which kind of didn't really work here in the states. But they also have alerts about what's going on in your area. And also, if you have a state that has set up a digital vaccine passport like New York has, and I believe California and some other uh, states have, you can often get your digital vaccine passport from your state app that you can use to show restaurants and venues that you have indeed been vaccinated. So that, that's another thing that's starting to come up is you have to show your papers now. And and some people, I think, have, have lost their cards like the day after they got their second shot. Some people keep them yeah, very like, safe. Yeah, like me? Yes. Like it's buried somewhere in my in my office space Yeah, here. but but if you got your shot from a, the state-run facility, you should be in the database. And if your state has a digital vaccine passport, then, then you could download it and add it to your Apple or Google wallet. A lot of people, what they're doing is they're taking photographs of their card, which, which some places won't accept because those can be easily forged. But it does have a it at least gives you the information because you know when your last shot was. And if you wanted to keep that safer, a, always make sure that your phone has security set up, you know, touch ID, face ID, passcode. Right, because, you know, course. your card contains personal information. Uh, if you're an Android user, uh, which I know you are, uh, you can also uh, store your sensitive personal documents in a locked folder through Google's folder, yep. which some people use. And uh, I will have instructions on how to set up a locked folder. And then I think New York has another app, this NYC COVID Safe. That if you are a New Yorker and you basically download it and it has to take a picture of your driver's license, picture of vaccine card, and then if you've had any COVID negative tests, you can take pictures of those test results. That app is not the most secure, though. Somebody, I think, uploaded a picture of a rotting mango and the app accepted it as a, a vaccination card. So got some holes in it. Uh, but, but people, if you use it legitimately, it is one of the accepted apps uh, in the New York City area. You know what gets me, though? That somebody decided 
a rotten mango. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how did you land on that? Of, yeah. How did you land on that one? Yeah. You know I mean, where was your headspace yes. that you needed to go to the rotten mango? Yes. You know, but anyway. Yeah, I did digress. you go to rottentomatoes.com and got inspired or you mistyped the URL? <laughs> or, yeah, you wonder how they got there. So, all right. So, so you've got your you've got your news and you've got your some digital version of your card. You're getting ready to go, you know, out and face the world and get to your office some way. People who don't live in New York and even some who do can drive to work. And, and that makes it really easy to have a socially distanced commute because you're in your car. If you're hungry, you can go through a drive-through and and get your breakfast that way. But if, if you're a New Yorker or in an urban environment where you're taking mass transit or you're walking, hit up your Maps app and maybe look for off-peak train times. Look for those out-of-the-way walking paths. If you always go through a major center of town, maybe you want to do a little detour and not be around all the people who could be there. Uh, Google Maps has even added a thing they're using historical data for, but it's looking to see when restaurants and venues are and other places of business are the most busiest based on historical data. So if you go on by and McDonald's like super busy, it's like, well, maybe I'm not going to go on that one and keep going. And, and you either find someplace else to eat or you, you go at a less busy time. So, so that's something that, that Google Maps has recently started doing. But if you are Walking, you know, just take an alternate route or just try to keep yourself as distant as you can, if it is possible. For some people, it's not possible. You, you know, just <laughs> mask up really trust, well. Trust me, it's going to be possible for yeah, me. Yeah, yes. Keeping away from other people, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm good. I got that covered. Yeah, so, 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 so you're on your, you're, you're going to work, yeah, you're like, you know, well, you've got your, your taser stick, so. Yes, my taser stick. Trademark. Yes. PTJ 2021. Yes. So, uh, so, so you're walking along and then, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I want to go in and I want to. I want to get my breakfast sandwich. I want to get my coffee. If you have a favorite bodega or diner, call ahead and, and just have a mega for you so you're not lingering. Because, you know, as you know, bodegas are all like three feet wide, too. And if there's a bunch of, of people in there, it can be a little not socially distant. Tell them to have the cat bring it out because they all have bodega cats. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's at please, you know, give, give the bodega cat the, the order and the bodega cat will right. bring it out. Nice. Uh, yeah, or or your your favorite diner, just you know have a have a pickup order ready to go. If you don't have a favorite diner or bodega, and you're forced to deal with these sort of mass chains, one thing about those mass chains is they've got loyalty apps and convenience stores do too that you can use to do a mobile pickup and ordering. You can even pay uh, through your mobile app, so you're just basically whipping in there to to pick up whatever you ordered. Some of them have curbside service, uh, 7-Eleven, Wawa, right. your convenience stores, also McDonald's, Dunkin', Panera Bread, Starbucks. That's not like a best name, Wawa. Wawa. It, and it's, a, it's my favorite convenience great store, coffee. too. Yeah, the coffee's great. great coffee. I love the Sizzlies, uh, the sandwiches, the hoagies, especially if you're sandwiches. in Pennsylvania, you get a hoagie. Sandwiches are good. It's got tasty cakes, too, so it's um, <sighs> love me some Wawa. And you could make like and you design your own sandwich. Mm -hmm. It's not left up to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, we're not shilling. This is not spawn for Wawa. Yeah, no, we're this just is, having our personal real, experiences with this. This is store. an affectionate look at how you can craft your own perfect sandwich to taste. No one else is making that sandwich decision for you. Mm -hmm. And you get to use a touchscreen to do it if, if you're in the store. And then you can order it from Rolly. Yeah, but they were doing that way before. It's not like they're bringing it in now. Uh, I went to a Wawa, Wawa long before I went to Subway. So that's right. That's right. All right. So, anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. You know, uh, Wawa, you know, gets me sentimental too. But um, yes, yes. so so depending on what stores are on your route, restaurants, you just say they have an app, and if you can do advance ordering and mobile checkout, and even if you do have to nip into the store to pick up your order, you're not going to be in there for 15 minutes waiting for them to make it with other people. So 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 that's a little way. 
Uh, and then if you are doing other shopping on the way, you don't want to be in there, you know, touching paper money, make sure your contactless payment systems are set up. Apple, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay. So you can just tap your phone on the checkout reader and get out of there. If you don't have any of that stuff on your phone, contactless credit cards will also work. And the MTA, I believe, has contactless pay on all of the subway turnstiles and the buses now. So hey, I use Omni. I don't even. I don't, no more Metro card for yeah, me. Yeah, you don't have to. You sit there and swipe repeatedly and and knock it in. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's like I'm a pow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the contactless uh, Omni system. So and, and then not for free last appear. If you are going back regularly. It may feel a little weird. You may also feel very constrained if you're all of a sudden you're in a conference room having a meeting. And so maybe you want to download the Zoom or Google Meet or Teams or whatever video app your company has adopted and have that on your phone. So if you just got to get out, you can still take a meeting. You don't have to take your laptop. Just go and be out in the air and show up in your meeting on your phone or maybe your office has, has built outdoor meeting spaces that, like Google was doing on their new headquarters. Uh, but but that way you don't even have to lug a laptop. You can just – and also, you know, the mental stress of maybe going back. Maybe you need to take a little break, a little time out. But you can still go to the meeting because you've got the the video app on your phone. For the pet owners, though, because I, I think that the hardest thing for a lot of people going back is leaving their pets that they've been with every day uh, for this entire thing. And maybe they're worried, like, can the cat get along without me? What's the dog doing? Trust me, the cat's going to get along. Yeah, the, the, the cat's, the, cat's, the, the cats cat. are getting anxiety. They're getting anxiety because we're here. The dogs are the one you got to worry about. Cats are going to be like, oh, thank God. Yeah, it's like, oh, finally he left. Nice, finally. But but if you are concerned, Wirecutter has a bunch of recommendations for webcam options. So if you are missing your dog, set, set up a, a webcam at home and you can check in on your phone and just see what, what the dog's doing. And it's, you know, nice. you know, what furniture it's rolling on or whatever, uh, or if it's like sitting by the door uh, waiting for you to come home. But that way you can at least see the pet and and that may help some of your separation anxiety a little bit. Or or you can, you know, maybe the dog's just sleeping all day and then you feel better too because he doesn't miss you as much. But anyway, just, just some, some, some quick thoughts about what you could do to maybe ease this return to office school class process that some people are going through. Um, but then again, you know, some people may not have to do this till next spring. So when the time comes, though, be ready. Be ready. I think we need to thank the bros. I think we do. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. If you think it, they will build it. Buildbybros.com. And thank you, listeners. We hope everyone had a good summer uh, here in this hemisphere. I guess we are slamming into Labor Day weekend on this oh, yeah. side of the world here. So the official end of summer is looming. Th- things will uh, hopefully, you know, be be better in the fall, at least cooler. And it's been a very hot summer. And we also extend our thoughts for uh, those who were impacted by Hurricane Ida and all of the horrible, horrible storms and fires and things that have been happening in the U.S. this summer. Anyway, y'all take care. And until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. One word. Or is it two words? Or is it hyphenated? Taser stick. I think you, yeah, I think you, you do intercaps because that way it looks a little stylistic. Nice. <laughs>